better to come in the sink than to. Uh, everyone. <laughs> everybody. This one's like I guess... this is a lot more chill of an intro. This isn't a session. This is just us, you know, talking as people and players. Maybe Bloomberg yeah. will jump in. I'm not sure. Oh, he's actually players. working on the campaign right now. So. Oh, he's, yeah, he's prepping for yeah, he's prepping the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so it's just us players. Yep. Uh, wow. <laughs> Talking wow. to the audience in such a such a real way. It's not like we've ever done this before. Never once ever. We've done recaps before, but it's always like so jarring because we've been playing. I was I was talking to. I mean, obviously we were in the chat earlier, but we've been running this campaign for like like three quarters of a year, two thirds of a year. Yeah. Like this is the longest retribution campaign we've had. So it feels weird for it to be over, but nonetheless yeah. it is. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> well, does anyone want to recap how recap work or, uh, <laughs> sure. I'll recap a recap. So basically the idea of a recap and that what we've done in every other one is we just kind of like ask each other questions about the campaign and about our characters and what we felt about it and like, you know, uh, different moments that we enjoyed or what we were hoping for, or the cool things that we thought would happen that didn't happen or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I have, I have, I have some prepped questions. I know um, Skiffy was kind enough to come up with some himself as well. So, yeah, just everybody feel free to chime in whenever you want and ask whatever your brain decides you want to talk about. But if we can't think of anything, I can always pull up my, my canned questions so we can go through those. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I do have uh, something that I want to touch on, and we can determine whether we want to do that now or save it for a little bit later. But I do have more finishing uh, move quotes for Requiem. <laughs> we can totally like, get a time. list of finishing move quotes. Yeah, that's legit. So, like things that I would say, um, I can pull those up because I was waiting for I, them. I got a few because, like, I mean, this is a question I actually did want to ask everybody, which is, this is more generalized than just like this season. But like, what's your creative process for coming up with a character? Like, where do you start? Oh. How do you come <laughs> to the end of it? I throw at a wall and see what sticks. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yep. That's been every single character so far, except for this past one. Really? Oh. Okay, so what was different yeah. about Ari, then? I just wanted to revisit Dale and what happened to his family afterwards. So, you fair. know, that was the concept behind it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was cool to, uh, to actually get a chance to see some kind of redeemed version of Dale out there. Actually, he's yeah. not even out there. He's, he's uh, in the prime now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's back. It's come true. Little little monkey wrench curveball right there. Yeah, I I, I mean, I kind of knew it was going to happen, but uh-huh. still a bit of like a, a weird one to throw back in there. Like a character that's now been dead is now just back, but also not an evil character anymore. But Time also, paradox. this is going to be a, a fun thing to explore is the people who the original day like hurt. They're oh, yeah. gonna they're gonna have some confusing some, some confusing words. <laughs> yes. Definitely. <laughs> Don't plan on playing Dale again ever again. Nope. <laughs> Until next season. <laughs> Dale V3. <laughs> it's gonna be a God of War esque oh, thing where Dale just starts fighting gods that wanna kill him. <laughs> That'd be fun. We can go around the metaphorical table here. Um, so, Skippy, we'll go with you next. Um, how do you how do you come up with characters? Like, what's what's your process? What do you what do you use? Um, I evaluate my real self, and I break sort of my personality into different components, and then I pick one and expand on it and make that a main attribute into my characters. I think. Um, okay. so, yeah, so, like, Topher is, a, like, a researcher, scholar, likes science, um, you know, questions everything, um, yeah, I don't know, it, it's, you know, not every aspect of Topher is in me, but there are aspects of me in Topher, if, if that makes sense. Um, no, I understand that. So, 
Yeah, and the same thing with like all the other characters I've played in the past where I, I just kind of sit there and like, okay, how, like, what am I, what's my current stage of life? You know, what have I been like leaning on as a crutch and kind of use that? So, so I guess just, you know, self reflection, I guess. I don't know. That's fair. That's when I started playing game. Uh, actually, Fleur was that character for me where I was like, I took the stuff that I was currently actually I blackjack also, and then I kind mm-hmm. of like where I take about my own life and put it into a character. But um, for my more recent characters like Midnight and uh, Not, I actually ended up gravitating a lot more towards music, where I'd have like a song that is the character, and then the character would flourish out of the thoughts and emotions that song would put me in. <clears throat> So for me, it's kind of stupid, but I I adore The Sims Four a lot. <laughs> like I'm half I'm halfway through the achievement list right now, um, and so sometimes I'll just like make a weird and wacky sim, and I'll just make a backstory for it, and that's my next character. That was Mistral. I decided <laughs> to make like this green weird snake looking guy and i was like hmm i wonder what your backstory is so then i just went from there but it's not always like that i mean it's just kind of like something fun that i like to do i also would call it like a stupid way of making a character everyone has their own ways of doing it yeah yeah um i think that my characters have kind of gone on a case-by-case basis, depending. I think most of the time I come up with a concept for a story um, rather than, like, an actual... Right? You know, so, like, for for Requiem, for Leon, I knew I was going to play Leon before I knew what a build for Requiem would possibly look like. Um, and I knew that was the character I wanted to play. Same with Blaze. Um, even kind of with Podna, I had that idea. Um... But I also like to, as Skippy said, I think it's really important to tie in aspects of yourself to a character. Because um, I think that allows for the role-playing with that character to be that much more juicy. Because um, you can kind of, like, see things in your character's eyes because you can relate to them since there's a piece of you within them. Um, but then also tying them back to a song, I love finding songs for characters. Or, you know, and to to Jex's, uh, how he's talking about it, there are definitely times where I'll, like, find a song, and I'll be like, yo, wait a minute, this fits for this character, but I need to change something about them. And then I will, because I'll be like, no, nah, this is too good. Like, yeah. <laughs> someone else's idea has added on to my own. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's mostly a concept. I think that there are... You know, there are a few times where I'll come up with a with a build and then put a character to it, but most of the time I just like to min max an idea for uh, for a person. And then builds. That's that's just that's the other side of the coin because we've all been <laughs> answering with like how we make our characters, like our how we role play. But like, how do you people come up with builds? Oh, um, how do you like? What's, I... what's your, how do you come? Up, what's your inspiration for class builds? I <laughs> nice. like doing more martial or hat like partial casters than full casters because i just i feel like there's a lot more versatility with martial classes so i like to mix together like two martial classes pretty often so actually Um, that's funny because i think the exact opposite i think that the spellcasters have all the utility which is why i only play spellcasters It depends on uh, on the character. I think I've said before, uh, I'm not sure if I've said it officially on the podcast before, but I've said it to, to so many new players in the past. Um, martial characters are easier to control in combat, for sure. Uh, but I think also introduce uh, a good level of role-playing uh, that makes it a lot easier to role-play because you don't have to be thinking a lot about your moves and like be worried about what's happening in combat. Because you're like, nah, man, I'm just going to take the attack action. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's it's two sides of, of the same coin, if you will. Kind of like Cody would say. That's a joke for Skippy. Um, but I don't know if he's even listening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. It's just uh, whether you want to RP more or whether you want to like have some cool character moments. And also once yeah. you've gotten 
once you've gotten a higher understanding of how your character works and what spells you have access to, you can spend more time role-playing because you already know what you're capable of. Yeah. It's funny. For me, I find story to be more, I guess, my focus rather than min-max, powerful build stuff. And obviously, I'm still fairly new at the game. Um, so I don't know all of the... I don't know. I, I guess like the efficient ways to you know play my character. Um, when I when I do stuff, I typically um, play more support roles. I don't. Uh, I actually used to play like rogue and barbarian more. Um, like I guess those are more martial. Um, rogues, rogues are weird in between, but yeah. Right, right. I, yeah, but they're more so than like a bard or a monk or, you know, um, I, I guess maybe rogue and monk could be. Yeah, they're like on the I same would, I would qualify monk as martial, but yeah. Right. It's, it's in like the same camp as rogues. Monks can do a lot other than just fight. Right, right. So I find more more appetizing, I guess, outside of combat, but I want to make sure that my character's supportive enough in combat um where i can kind of help my team out and stuff like that i don't know maybe that'll change you know in the next or couple of seasons or whatever you know but uh, but yeah 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 i think well, i wanted to ask because um this is the first season that ever that all but one player had multi-class like everyone has multi-class except for tofer yeah that's fair it's like I'm um, class skill, like when you're doing a multi-class, but that's even more interesting than just being like, okay, I'm playing a fl- I'm playing like a special race fighter with this feat. Right, right. Okay, now I'm throwing in extra class levels that give me other shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ash, what was your idea for for Mistral? I'm interested because you got like a charisma caster mixed in with, with fighter. Um so, uh, don't typically see source for fighter builds. For Mistral, I kind of made his build off of his story rather than making the build first. Because mm-hmm. I find that personally, I know some people in the group like to min-max first. <clears throat> and then others, like myself, like to just... Uh, I like to make the story of the character and then work my build around that. So, like... Um, Mistral wasn't like a super uh, optimized character, but uh, it was more important for me that he um, it worked with his story. So he had I technically took his first level in fighter, but that's that's neither here nor there. but then after that, I took most of the levels in Sorcerer, and then it just continued to be Fighter after that. Just because that's how he was brought up, and that's how I wanted to build his character off of. So, yeah. I mean, everybody's different, but... Gotcha. Sorcerer well, Fighter can totally work as a, as a combo as well. Yeah, it's just a very interesting one. You uh, don't see it very often. No, didn't, not typically seen. Um, I was gonna if that if that slight about min maxing the little <coughs> was about me. I would it like was to me say, and you. Got you <laughs> for uh, sure. I think we all that, right? yeah. I think that Requiem's build was very within his uh, character. Firstly, I would like to say when I was making him, I already knew what classes I could possibly add to him that would make sense. So I think Mystic Fighter and Rogue all make sense because. Corey is a mystic. She also runs like an underground crime organization. So rogue and then Pond is a fighter. So you mix some fighter levels in there too. Um, and then I thought it made a lot of sense. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love min-maxing. It's, it's a fun aspect of the game. Uh, but to play a character who's essentially a living weapon, I think that min-maxing him made a shit ton of sense. Uh, yeah, that, that did. Yeah, because that's just kind of who he is. <laughs> yeah, and I actually enjoyed having somebody... Uh, on the team that could actually deal the damage you know what i mean like the worst mm-hmm. thing is like like for me it's like i don't know enough you know to to do that right now um but it's nice to have somebody that does so it's it's like combat takes 20 rounds you know um 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because combat can drag on for a long ass time. So I right, right. next character to just like clean up shop. Like Pond and Lich fight. Lich fight definitely could have taken longer, but yeah, sometimes I mean, it's the, nice the, to be like I don't want to deal with this for too. two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's my ineptness at making a level twenty encounter though, because that was only my third shot at it. So like I'm still right. learning how to make those properly. That's fair. Yeah, and that, that's the other thing. It's harder for I'm not saying it's harder, but maybe the D like, you know, that was a curveball for you, I think. That last combat, or yeah, half of even with the S two J, that was that was a thing <laughs> incident with the variant arc. Even you know, um, yeah, it makes it very hard to balance encounters when you have a character that can just wipe. Yeah, uh, like you need to give a bunch of damage to deal with that person, but then everyone else goes down in like three hits. Right, right, yeah. Hey, I was in the beefiest. You could take down my health pretty fast, especially yeah, when I was burning it towards the end. <laughs> that's also pretty fair. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the guy. <laughs> He's the guy. <laughs> like, I also don't like to be the person to distinctly make encounters to counter some, like, one specific character. Right, right. Yeah. Like, yes, I absolutely could have made a character that's just your bane as Requiem, but that doesn't seem fun for anybody. No. Uh, I uh, think Cam, how do you come up with builds? I don't think we touched on you. Oh, uh, entirely with RP. I okay. think he uh, <laughs> said it first. Actually, it was the first. Spot. Yeah, oh, did he? Entirely yeah. like I more martial. Okay. I I will always tend towards more of a martial character, but it's entirely yes. RP focused. You're right. You're right. I've had I've um, had characters that are martial fighters that have like an eight strength. Because <laughs> so it made sense. Yeah, and that's fun. Uh, that's where I, yes, because I wanted to touch on that point as well with the, uh, uh, Jex made a, a comment about knowing your level of RP so that you can, uh, just play whatever you're most comfortable with, which I think is, uh, is fair to want to play that way. But I do think still, even so, if you like look between how I played Rudolph versus how I played Padna, Padna was so much more RP intensive. Uh, <laughs> had so many more better moments with him and Rudolph during combat constantly. I was like, "Yo, wait a second, <laughs> what am I concentrating yeah, on? What else can I concentrate on?" Spend your entire time uh, reading your spells. That's what you're doing. Yeah, and Bond is like flipping tables, calling out people, making quips. It was fun because <laughs> I could just sit and think of quips, and that could be my whole turn instead of <laughs> feeling like, Jesus Christ, how many spell slots do I have right now? <laughs> what can I do? I need to figure. Yeah. I need to come up with like a better way of tracking my spells, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I think D and D needs a better system in general, but yeah, I can. I mean, that. the slot system is new for five E. Yeah, like mana. Yeah, they can. I don't know. It's however they want to do it. I think that mana makes sense, but I also think that the mana system can system can be confusing. Yeah, because especially when you get to the high levels, it just breaks. It's like okay, I can cast ten ninth levels. Yeah, but that's kind of if you're a real spellcaster, that's what you'd do, you know. That's true. You just cast you just cast ten power word kills and fights so. Yeah, because that's what you're you're like, why not? I, I worked this hard to get these high level slots. I'm gonna use these high level slots. Uh that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's all relevant, I guess. Do you wanna hear the the fishing lines for Requiem? I mean I have some more questions, but sure. I don't know. I, go into more questions, then I'll save it for like an ending thing. We'll, I'll keep on teasing it and keep on bringing it up because I just mm -hmm. keep on forgetting. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, at the end we'll basically covered all those nice. ones. Um, what for each of you? What was a moment in the campaign that you were like, "Wait, my character actually did that"? Like, where like, your character surprised you with the action they took? Did that ever happen for any of you? <laughs> no. For me, looking at the other characters, definitely that issue between Ari and uh, Requiem in, I forget, the temple? Was it the Seven Deadly Sins theme? It was the Cavern Trials, yes. Cavern Trials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was really impressed with the role-playing and stuff there. Um, I didn't mean to also kill off Kevin. That wasn't my initial goal, but you know that yeah, ended, up being, <laughs> ended up being very quickly that what that ended up being so um yeah oh i like kevin though he was fun it's okay kevin was fun. kevin <laughs> the rescue for kevin uh oh moments where other people or where we surprised ourselves with our own role playing yeah. 
I mean, or or you can answer like Skippy did, where it's when they when somebody else surprised you, like holy shit, they did that. Um, oh, can I also say something else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Uh, that first like phase of the campaign where it's where we're still getting to know each other. And like <laughs> Requiem and Leon, that whole thing. Yeah, that whole thing. Oh, yeah, dude, that, was, that was insane. I was flipping out. Okay, I love I, the I, whole. The other thing, like uh, Ash and Cam haven't heard the whole bullshit yeah. backstory. Should I tell them? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. So, you, do you guys remember towards the beginning of the campaign where like we were going to the private room a decent amount and there was yeah. stuff happening with Leonidas and then that just kind of stopped? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what that actually was was uh, Requiem slash Leon being just a really paranoid fuck and not knowing who he can trust and who he couldn't trust. So he made a new alias for himself, uh, okay. and then was coming at Skippy, uh, at Tobias and basically or Telfer, and basically yeah, telling Telfer, him yeah. uh, a bunch of inside information about the group, um, and saying that like he knows all this shit, and then like talking to him in his head uh, whenever we were close by, because no one knew that I was a mystic, um, and just like scaring the shit out of him until eventually uh, he came to me, trust me. So then I told him who I actually was, and that was like a whole beginning plot point you guys <laughs> kind of weren't a part of, and that's why Topher and Requiem got really close, and that's why Requiem was like kind of really hurt when uh, towards the end Topher was more so taking Ari's side. I thought that was uh, interesting. Like, Forty-five minute story that you told him that was entirely a lie. In the what was it? The oh, I actually have it written down. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I forget what it was at this point. So go I for it. To, uh... I went to bed. It was so long that I just like, oh, okay, I'm going to bed. Yeah, that well, was just Leon's paranoia. <laughs> Which he has like, as far as notes. Um from that whole conversation. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a, a whole, whole thing, thing, dude. It was a whole thing. And some of it was sort of not true, but like, I guess paralleled something as far as reality act, what actually happened in reality. Yeah. Um, Tell me all the lines. Yeah. Just the cliff notes. That's was, right. Tell me all the lines that, um, Leonidas convinced Topher that Requiem was the old body of Androxus. That he yeah. Has oh, God. Um, <laughs> and that, like, he was going to get his memories back of being Androxus and then start to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, dude. You put me through, like, a living hell, dude. It was like. And he couldn't tell anybody because anyone would have gotten killed. Like, I yeah. felt like I was being blackmailed and, like. <laughs> Like, yeah, like I made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Man, I think, if anything, that's really good RPing on me for playing League. That was, dude. Like, that was really good. I I don't think I still am over it, to be honest. Um, oh, man, that's funny. I forgot about that. It was a whole thing. Yeah, Project Rebirth, that's what it was. Because they, yeah. wanted, they wanted to bring back Androxus as a replacement for Podna in case Podna ever died. Uh... But then I was getting my memories back, yeah, to become Androxus once more. Oh man, that was so much fun. <laughs> that was a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> this campaign's been kind of long, huh? Dang, that was yeah, forever ago. Going for like, <laughs> I believe we were playing. Did we play this campaign at the start of the new year? Or yeah, we second did. weekend. We were playing it last year. We were playing it, it last. Year. I thought it was last year because I remember the Blimbo Burgers happened beginning of. Yeah. Oh December. yeah, yeah. Blimbo Day written. Down. Blimbo Day happened. Oh, and Blimbo Day is in like right. October. Yeah. Dang. No, Blimbo Day is in December. I think. I can pull up the exact calendar date. I think it's like December twelfth or around there. Let me pull up my retribution shared doc. There you go. Uh, Blimbo Day is December third. That's it. Oh, and Blimbo Day, we were already. Wait, we were still in through. school. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah was already. We were already partway through. Um, we were. You guys, were. you guys were in the first area when Blimbo Day happened. Yeah, with my favorite character I've ever RP'd, Hank Steele, the real queer cowboy. So, like, <laughs> we've been playing this for a while. It's been, like, a, almost, like, <laughs> nearing nine to ten months. Yeah. Um, Which is nuts. Yeah, that's... 
that's where my my RP was fun being being Leonidas, either that or Hank Steele, one or the other. But Hank Steele was a lot of fun. I actually have uh, notes and stuff written uh, dated 10 25 2021. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, we've been playing it for like 10 months. Yep. This, is, this has been the longest campaign. Yep. Thank you for giving me all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And I'm it's still in Blimbo still Blimbo still studying. Hey, you know I've made some use of it. <laughs> oh, I know you have. Yeah, I got a lot of shit. Um, yeah, Cam. Oh, yeah. So I remember. I remember this. I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget when we got around to this recap point. But in session one, I asked you guys all like a bunch of questions for your universal being ideas. Yes. And I specifically asked them to get pe- certain people's attention. So, like, I know that I was hoping, I don't actually think you caught it, Sofer, but I asked, uh, did you, were you aware that you were a member of the jurisdiction in past life? That was supposed to grab your attention. What? I don't know if it ever actually did. Uh... I don't know if it ever actually did, but it was supposed to because uh, in your backstory, Elizabeth was having memories of a life she didn't have. And that's why she left. I do actually have it written down uh, here in my notes. <laughs> uh, took blood samples, tracking information. They asked us interesting questions. Are you or have you been a serving member of the jurisdiction? Is, uh, yeah. yeah. So you actually so you didn't catch it. Is that, that I mean, I wrote it down, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, I didn't... Yeah, that was that one was there for you. Uh, the okay, McGlewski okay. question was there for us. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, should we explain the origin of McGlewski's or yeah, not? Yeah, we can explain the origin of... If you want to, I, I think it makes it less lame. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, uh, Jax and I, one night, were playing this one roguelike that we've been into for a long time called Streets of Rogue. Um, and it has, like, a character creator. Um, and I was playing on his account and decided to make a really stupid character that I named McGlewski. Uh, it was like this tiny naked man that would jump into people's bodies <laughs> and possess Gosh. them. Um, and then we ended up, I think that was our first time that we ever beat the game. And then we were mm-hmm. cracking up about McGlewski's. And then we started being like, wait, what if we put him into the retribution canon? They were like, wait, no, what if there's an infestation of McGlewski's? <laughs> what if they're everywhere? <laughs> And then I was like, you know what? I made an entire fucking staff walk around. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you take this, you develop it. I'm ready to see it when we come into the world. (laughs) (laughs) It was a while before it came up. It was. Well, we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. McGlewski's were funny, though. I I knew (laughs) what their intent was since day one, but I had to pretend. Nah, that shit was funny. Yeah, I remember writing that down. I was like, these are, these are intended to pique people's interest. I'm not sure if anybody actually caught it, but that was the goal. Um, um, I'm look through some other good questions that I have. Oh, is there any like secrets about your character that you wanted to happen in the game, but it never actually did? That you want to like put into the light? No, nah, it was pretty it's cut true. and dry. Yeah, I think it's you guys cool. figured out the whole thing with the split personality thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Mistral, his secret got out that he was secretly a spellcaster the whole time, but I don't know. That was pretty early I think on. That, that got out too. Yeah, when we went to the yeah. arena, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, Requiem had a lot of secrets to give up. Obviously, he wasn't a warforged. Um, he was a man. <laughs> what? Was there any that didn't actually come out throughout the course of the campaign? Well, one that wasn't, like, explicitly mentioned, um, but I kind of bounced around it, and I think you guys kind of got an idea of it, um, was that uh, Leon has a bit of a god complex. Um, not in... I don't know. It's weird. Like, he sees human beings, just normal mortals, as, like, these are people that I either need to protect or kill, depending on, like, what the gods tell me to do. And that is all they're good for, is either protecting or killing. Um, because I, I mentioned to, uh, Topher 
one of the campaigns when we were just sitting in a private message, uh, just like talking after I let him know that I was actually Leon about how he was my first mortal friend that I, that I had ever had. Because Leon doesn't make friends very often, and whenever he did, they were just gods the entire time. So, like, he didn't actually know any mortals. Um, yeah, and so, I yeah. kind of took that as, like, a Hercules moment where, like, he was just born and raised in godhood and didn't really, like, come down. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. But, like, even at the end of the campaign, I don't think that he ever did come down. I think yeah, you definitely were, you know, Pana's my daddy. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big boy, you know, landing on pretty thick. And I actually, like, IRL is like, all right, all right, Ross. <laughs> all right, that's that's enough. <laughs> but well, that's I, think just, it, I think it drove the point home, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's him, though, you know, because I, I was thinking about it. At the beginning of the campaign, whatever he says, it's the character, not him. <laughs> I did, I did. You did. Uh, for good yeah. reason. And you'll probably have to do that warning again in, in like, a season or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three but yeah um definitely guys well, in three many, seasons. But yeah you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah in three seasons i i'm so sorry for what oh, this, you guys this are gonna is have a to fun with. spin-off question um how many characters do you guys plan in advance <laughs> like how far ahead are you on Negative characters <laughs> so i have i have my next season character with ross uh, and then I have my season, and then I have the following season, which is you again. So you have, you're, you have two so characters into the future. I have two characters, one that is fully fleshed out, all I have to do is make a sheet, and then one that's like, I'm still fleshing, I'm still fleshing that one out, so I haven't quite decided on what what they're going to be, who they're going <clears> to, <throat> who they're going to turn into over the season i usually have like three as well i have i have Sorry i have the that. next character which is usually like ready to go and then i have the character after that which is like i know what class build i'm playing and then the character after that's just kind of an enigma but like i have a concept so i usually have like three that i have into the future i think your radio was fucked Sick. damn i have ross's campaign then ashes and i'm currently making Jax is next. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, so three. <laughs> uh-huh. What about you, Skippy? Skippy's muted right now. I I said zero. I, I usually um um That's yeah. fair. My creative process <laughs> isn't that far. And that goes back to me not knowing exactly what I want to do, nor yeah. um understanding fully all of the different classes and arch- architecture between the different uh different classes and stuff, but you know. I also don't think you're as like knee deep in D and D culture as as like me and Ross and me, Ross, Ash, and Cam are. Like everybody. Yeah. That's that's true. That's like, true. Yeah, I enjoy I, the game. I, the only memes that yeah, I, I only memes I watch. Only memes I like follow are D and D memes and D and D pages. Right, right. D and D podcast. So like, I'm getting all this information about how the game works and the things you can do in it. And there's other games like Magic the Gathering and other such things that influence it as well. And like yeah. again, I'm fairly new to that. <laughs> so that it's uh it you is. know. And it also comes with yeah, like I'm not hundred percent, hundred and fifty percent into it, you know what I mean? Um plus you guys also created the this whole thing as far as the world lore and stuff like that. So it's also interesting coming in from an outside perspective. I mean, granted, I've been playing for a while with you guys. However, like, a lot of stuff, even this season, was still like, oh, dude, there's a ton of lore that I still don't know about. You know what I mean? As far as, like, inside jokes and, you know, the whole hierarchy of the pantheons and stuff. But, you know, I'm excited to keep going. And that kind of stuff you can't ask about, like, if it's, like, lore-based or whatever. Right, right. For sure. We wrote it so we know more about it. Also, we've been playing, like... The three of us, me, Ross, and Ash, have been playing this game for what is it, three or four years at this point? Yeah, I know that you and I can account way back to like 2017, I think. Yeah, I think. We've been yeah, playing it for a there. while. We've been playing. We've been playing in God's Fall Retribution for like four years. Yeah. Um. And then, how many characters I got planned out? Since I'm the last one. Yep. Well, I got a campaign coming up. You know how that is. 
And then after that, I have my character sheet for Ash's season. And then after that, I have my character sheet for Jex's season. <laughs> and then after that, I have my campaign. And then after that, I have my full class build ready to go. I need to make a character sheet for it for uh, Ash's season. And I have a concept for Jex's next next you have season. Four. So you have yeah. like three full builds and then um, an Enigma. Yeah. God <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's just because I really like making class builds sometimes. That's Especially, you're, you're like, you're, I feel like I started being the power builder, but you definitely took it over. Well, I don't. I've gotten. I will let everyone know because, like, even Requiem's build was a little, a little weird throwing Mystic levels in on a fighter rogue. Um, but all my next builds are gonna be kind of wacky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than the one I'm playing for Texas next season, yeah. Even though that one is a little zany because it's a triple class, but the other ones they don't fit together. But baby, is gonna be great. <laughs> I'm min maxing character builds that don't make sense. It's kind of fun to do though. If you can do, it. if you can like do it well, it's fun to pull it off. Oh, absolutely! I'm so excited to play my next upcoming character because I've min maxed him, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, He's the best. Some of my questions. Oh, okay. This one's a fun one. This is the one that Skippy sent in. Um, so for your characters in the Varian arc, what point in their history did you change? I'm excited to hear all these. I guess I'll start. <clears throat> um, so I obviously did B, and I the one thing that I changed about her uh, was in her original backstory, uh, her dad left first and then her mom killed herself we can all assume she killed herself um but i actually switched it around so that um her mom killed herself first and then she was left to be her dad's problem b was left to be uh her dad's issue after her mom decided to leave so yeah and that that's what kind of turned her the way she did because she was brought up to be like this badass assassin um that her dad taught her to be for like the sentinels and anubis and um because of that of course she got daddy issues and then voila now she's a lesbian so <laughs> science <laughs> Uh, That's very I dark, by the way. <laughs> can I hear about Tobias? Uh, yeah. Um, so Topher does not believe in, I guess, the construct of gods or godhood or pantheon. I guess they're just. He realizes that there's very powerful beings, but there's nothing really that separates them from him, um, or the opportunity for for him to become like them. So in that regard, there are no really gods in his mind um, because godhood is achievable. Um, there's not like a, you know what I mean? There's, there's like an opportunity to become one. So if you're determined enough, if you're whatever, um, you can harness these powers that are just there and, and, and inherent into the cosmos, I guess. And anyone can be one, basically. So... I wanted to switch that around with Tobias, um, who basically his backstory was um, one of the dimensions, the, the dimension he was from, the multiverse, I guess, was uh, destroyed and got collided with the DODT, um, right? Um, dimensions of dead timelines or, or something like that. Um, and he was saved by Apollo, AKA Midnight, their version of midnight basically um and devoted his life to saving others and everything so that's why he kind of went on this mission anyway um because he didn't want other people to you know live the life he did and he ended up being stranded in nexus for a while and then joined the resistance and stuff like that so so that was the change like he was sort of a like a, a priestly cleric and Topher was more of a quote unquote man of science, I guess. Very cool. Also kind of underwent the wrong place, wrong time backstory. 
That's just, he, was, he was drafted into a war he didn't want to be in. That's fair. Uh, Cam, what'd you change about Dale? <laughs> the Ari drowned. Ari drowned. Ari drowned. So he went back to being a pirate, started fighting the uh, other pirates, you know, protecting merchant ships rather than destroying them. And uh, eventually became the Leviathan's chosen and didn't stay long enough to learn any blood hunting stuff. Kind of just hung out as a warlock. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now you. Yeah. I, I had a pretty intensive backstory change. I changed one small minor detail that ended up affecting Persephone's backstory in crazy ways. Um, which was that... So, do you guys want me to get into Persephone's like full backstory for any of you who don't know where she comes from? Yeah, yeah. dude. Of course. Okay. So, sick person. <laughs> uh, Persephone was uh, a, a young tiefling girl growing up in a pretty big family with her parents. Um, and she was abused uh, by her dad and older brothers. Um, and like that really pushed her into becoming a lesbian, um, which was very frowned upon uh, within like her family because tieflings were already seen as being like kind of the scum of the earth because they were like their ancestors made packs with demons and devils. Uh, so then her being a lesbian on top of that, they were just like, you're fucking worthless. You're a piece of trash. Uh, we, no one cares about you. No one's ever going to love you. Uh, so then she ran away from home. And when she ran around from home initially, she uh, like got her loot and started playing rock music. But this time, she got out of her loot, uh, and she felt more sad than angry, so she started playing blues instead. Um, and in her backstory, her playing rock music causes uh, Glacia's attention to be drawn to her, uh, and Glacia appears to her to make a pact with her for her to become a warlock, but that never happens. So she just stays as a bard and eventually meets Winslow as normal. Uh, and then her and Winslow go adventuring, and instead of following Glacia, she ends up following after Sylvanas and taking more of Winslow's traits and becoming asexual and, like, just not really uh, allowing herself to be that angry and trying to stay more calm, cool, and collected and not wanting vengeance, but just peace at this point. Um, until, like, you know, they Quagnar never showed up. They kind of just had a peaceful life, ended up stopping crimes, s- establishing their own country together and then persephone was kind of rebaptized in sylvanas's light by uh her dying and uh him returning her as an elf for her to rule over her people for like ten thousand years or whatever um so that was like her her plan but in the back of her mind she always wanted that war because she loved the war when she got the fight because she is a very angry person whether she lets it out or not so that's where the wildfire comes from you know how am i not hearing sirens i'm like i'm hearing hearing sirens I do like how simple the change was to lead to that ridiculous amount of change. <laughs> like it was, yeah, man. You changed what music she played, and that yeah. changed her entire course of her life. It did, because she never met Glacia, man. Glacia was a huge influence in Persephone. So taking that out, a lot that of shit also changes. Why, um, Nightshade knew nothing about what you guys were talking about. Yeah. Timeline, um, Quagnar never showed up the falling of the gods never happened. Um, so her timeline is still in the period of BQ. Like, it never even got mm-hmm. to sounds of the gods, let alone ANG. Yeah. So, she's she's much younger than our world's Persephone is, also. <laughs> yes. uh, by, like, 7,000 years or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know people have to get going soon, so I won't keep this for too much longer, but I do have one question that I want to ask before we're done which is, for everyone, you can do this for your variants and for your main characters, it doesn't matter to me. If you want to do both or one, I'd prefer you do your main character, obviously. But what do you think they're up to now? Uh, In their their timeline, in, you know, Retribution, or if they were a variant, wherever they went back to, what are they up to? How's it been going? It's been like, let's say like two weeks since the end of the campaign. What are they up to? I mean, they're both doing the same thing. They're kind of just chilling killing things, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yours are pretty easy. <laughs> yep. I would say for Mistral, he probably went back to his family after fully discovering his magical prowess and also 
um, getting better with his magic and uh, just kind of showing that off to his father just to be like, hey, fuck you. I can do both. Um, and Beatrice, I think, I think she might have gone back and tried to take over the Sentinels. Nah, Beatrice went with Persephone. She went in Nightshade's time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Nightshade. We're living it up right now, my guy. We're like having tons of gay sex. Uh, and gay sex. Yeah, and like yeah. chilling yeah. in like my. With, uh, Persephone. Yeah. It's my, my living space is very minimalist, but very beautiful. Don't worry. Oh, she doesn't care. Culture shock is hell for you. Yeah. I mean, as 7,000 years prior to the to timeline that you're used to. Yeah. Literally, the planet's yeah. not even made out the same. <laughs> <laughs> lots of nature. Lots and lots of nature. Uh, I think yeah, Tof... I guess... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. no okay. Uh, I was just going to say, I think Leon is probably dating uh, Our World's B. Um, and, like, going out and just blowing shit up and shooting people. Um, and just having a blast with that and being real happy knowing in the back of his mind uh, he's doing good work as the god of judgment. Yeah, I think we decided that their their first date would be at a church. Full <laughs> <laughs> Kings, Kingsman style, just like fully demolishing a church. Ooh, like an old Lathander church? It was a bad church. Yeah, uh, I'd be so down for that. That'd be hype, yeah. It was like a pedo church. I would absolutely love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think too uh, for um, gay sex as well. I'm assuming. <laughs> you kind of already answered what Nightshade was up to. Oh yeah, yeah. Nightshade's having gay sex would be in in her kingdom, and Winslow's. I'm assuming really proud of her for being able to like come out to herself and to the world as being you know her own person. Because I mean, Winslow was never against it, even. Yeah. It's like, do you? I'll do me. Just don't, don't fuck with me. I won't fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Topher, cut you off three times. You're good. You're good. No sweat. Um, I think they, uh, he and Elizabeth probably settled back at the Mystic Temple. I think they're probably clearing out a very large space in the basement right now, setting up like a massive lab laboratory. Um. For experiments and future, you know, uh, investigations and stuff with the with the, the multi-dimensional stuff, um, he probably would have gotten help from uh, uh, Joju, right? Uh, wait, uh, <laughs> of all the people, Joju? No, no, who's, yeah, who's, uh, <laughs> who's, the, who's the guy? Uh, I'm a little but I'm not baby. Sort of the Mystic Temple, Frick. Um, Fleur. Fleur, yeah. There you go. Joju is probably there some of the time. Joju doesn't know about the portal, though. We discussed this and we decided it was yes. best he didn't know about it. No idea right. about the portal, but he definitely comes over being like, dude, fucking Jessica's such a bitch sometimes. He <laughs> <laughs> probably would have gotten help from Fleur and like, moved the portal down. He comes back. Uh -huh. And then they're just they're they have no life. They're doing research and in love. So hell yeah. yeah. What about Tobias? Uh, Tobias is um, he went back to uh, the DoDT. Um, probably um, is making like spaghetti. The you know <laughs> the the like he's probably shipping spaghetti now, like to other camps possibly if there's other people there. Um, Doing like humanitarian effort stuff, um, supplying aid with the camp. They're um, investigating maybe some of the other Coronamancy signatures. Um, I'm guessing on the Ghostbusters, I'm gonna freak this up again. PKE, there it is. Yeah, um, okay. I know that there was multiple signatures, but I think they were all from STJ officers, and there was one from the Beacon. But I'm not sure if there were other ones that we, just, you know, at the time didn't care about. So he's probably in there killing the Glukskis and stuff. Very fun. Feeling good about himself. 
Um, so we're about the time we wanted to get to. Does anybody else have any questions they want to ask me or just the group? I would just like to say um, this was really fun. This was a really fun campaign. I tried. <laughs> Very uh, big. There was a lot of locations, a lot of effort went into it. Appreciate all the little winks, nods, handshakes, you know, to to previous campaigns and, and stuff. Um, Fairy Anarch was a really cool concept to do. Yeah. We agree. They also agree. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Blim Blimbo's busy, so... Can I do Requiem Sangs to take us out? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do Requiem Sangs to take us out. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Hell yeah. This. I got... Yeah, so we don't know how that shit from the people. I got five of them. Some of them are real short. Some of them are a little longer. Uh, I'll start off with the short ones. Hey, buddy, what's your last name? Your family will be with you soon. That's one of them. Uh, are you religious? No. Well, if I were you, I'd pick God and pray. That's another one. Uh, your nightmares are my dreams, pal. Let me show you what my nightmares look like. Uh, and then I got... Being fearful or afraid shows weakness, and I will never show weakness. I have faced my weakness. I've permitted my weakness to pass over me and travel through me until it came out the other side, and when it did, I turned my inner eye to see nothing there because I was all that remained. What? Oh my gosh. You hear poetry the... snaps in the background? <laughs> yeah. My last one's my favorite one. Uh, this one is Who Am I? I'm the shadows, the lie with light cannot. For any being who cannot stand the light must seek shelter in the darkness. So that is where I must be. I must find these beings who hide from the light and pray judgment on their souls. For I'm the shadows. I am judgment. I am the requiem of evil. Oh, nice. wow. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. That needs to be a t-shirt. Right? With it's a mask like... on it, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like one like of those Facebook ones. Is with that, I would buy that. <laughs> yeah, man. That's you like one of those Facebook. Check Facebook out our merch like, store yeah, coming uh, soon. April kid. <laughs> I would yeah, love to have a merch true. store. Hey, I made a pseudo one. So I can own that. retribution merch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I made some pretty bomb some bomb templates for it. Uh, but yeah, social media links in the description. And as always, suck your mom. Night, everyone. <laughs> Night. <laughs> Peace.